The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. While Jesus was going through a field of grain on a Sabbath, his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands and eating them. Some Pharisees said, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them in reply, have you not read of what David did when those who were with him were hungry? How he went into the house of God, took the bread offering, which only the priests could lawfully eat, ate of it and shared it with his companions. He then said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, we uh, today the church drops us down in the different readings, uh, Corinthians and Luke, into two different arguments that are going on. So we're dropped in the middle of these. And so I thought it would be best if we could get a little bit of background on these arguments so we could get something for our time today out of what is happening. And I chose to do the first letter, St. Paul to the Corinthians, because those of you who have been reading at home have been following along, so I wanted to give you a little help with that. And also, I think St. Gregory the Great had to deal with something very similar to what Paul is talking about in this reading, which is division. So Paul is dealing with a very divided church there in Corinth, and he's addressing some of those problems. So Paul uh, founded the church in Corinth, and you can see that in Acts chapter 18. And Corinth was a very uh, prosperous city on a narrow isthmus. On one side was the Aegean Sea, the other side was the Adriatic Sea. So it had two, two ports where ships came in on both sides of it. In fact, they would even drag ships from across the, across the isthmus from one side to the other. So ships didn't have to go all the way around. They dragged them across. And as a result of this being in a strategic place for commerce and for ideas, Corinth was a very pagan city with a very pagan culture. In fact, one of the most famous things in Corinth was the temple to Aphrodite, where you hear about those famous temple prostitutes there. there. Aphrodite being the goddess of love. They had temple prostitution there in Corinth. And, and, and the population in Paul's time was about 700,000 people were living there. And the church had been planted there, but as you can see, it was in the middle of a, a, a pagan culture, in the middle of pagan ideas. You might think of Corinth like the way that we think of Las Vegas today. Right, you all hear the saying, what, stays in what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That was Corinth. And in fact, if you were a, per a debaucherous person and up to no good, they would call you a Corinthian. You know, oh, you're, being, you're acting like a Corinthian here. So this is Paul's, um, where Paul is writing to. And he's not living there at the time. And what would happen when Paul would move around so the churches where he had found it would run into troubles and they would write Paul's, Paul letters to say, what should we do about this? What should we do about that? And then Paul would send back an answer. And that's what we have. We don't have the problems. We have Paul's answers. <laughs> and this is one of those letters where Paul is answering some problems. On Sunday, 
parenthetically, you're going to get one of Paul's personal letters. And we, we only have one of those, and that's, that's the letter you're going to hear on Sunday, part of the letter. So Paul um, heard from his friends, Chloe, especially Chloe, that there was so much division going on in this church between the different Christian preachers, and people were globbing on to this person or that person in some kind of a, some kind of a false pride. And Paul is saying, you know, not to do that, not to do that, you know. And um, what the devil was doing was trying to divide the church in Corinth by having people glob on to one person or the next. And we can see the devil doing that in our world today so expertly trying to divide, especially in politics. But some people even trying to bring that division into the church. Even though it doesn't fit us <laughs> exactly, people want to bring those political divisions even right into our church. So it would be as if, you know, we were saying, well, we belong to St. Paul's and the people at St. Charles are no good or, or we're opposed to the people at St. John, but we prefer to come here to St. Paul's. Instead of focusing on Christ and following Christ, we start to get into divisions. Or you could say, well, I prefer Father Reginald over Father Simon, or I prefer Father Justice over Father Patrick. And you can see how that's going wrong, how we're, it takes away energy from what we're supposed to be doing, which is following Christ. So the, the work of the devil is division. The work of the Holy Spirit is unity. You can see even in the name diabolic, even in that name, diabolic, the Greek, or the the technical word for food in your mouth is bolos, B-O-L-O-S, diabolic. And we chew the bolos in our mouth. We chew up our food so that we can swallow it. We break it into smaller pieces. And that's what the devil is doing, trying to chew us, break us into smaller pieces so he can swallow us down into hell. And the devil is hard at work with, with this idea of division. And through division, he can isolate us. And then through isolation, he can attack our identity and drag us into hell. So this is what the devil's up to. You can see that our mission and the mission of Jesus are really working against it. So the mission of Jesus is healing and um, illumination and uh, deliverance. Healing, deliverance, and illumination. You can see how that works against division. Like if you have a broken bone, you know, it's, it's divided. You bring it together so that it can heal. Or if you have a person, the devil's trying to isolate and trying to take away from the community, trying to separate. We bring them back into community so they can be part of us and be strong. Or a person who is in the dark. Imagine a group of people walking through a cave in pitch blackness. You'd have to hold on to each other. You wouldn't know where you were going. You wouldn't know which way it was forward or backward. But if somebody lights that match or turns on a flashlight or lights a torch, then you have light, illumination, the truth, shining into the darkness. That's what we're called to do. We're called to heal, deliver, and illuminate like our Lord Jesus and not to be on the side of division. 